Welcome to this Power Hour with me, Coach Colin. In this Power Hour, we will talk about how you can dare to be different with your webinars. Everybody's talking about webinars and online training these days. And maybe you have a situation in mind where you think, oh, you would really would like to step up and do something different with your customers, with your audience, with your peers, when you go live with your next online training and your webinar. In this podcast, we will investigate what it takes to dare to be different in your next webinar. We will have a look at the four sins of presentations. And you may know that when you go digital, everything gets exaggerated, which means that the four sins that you have in your live presentations, they will even get exaggerated when you go online. That is why I call when the four deadly sins and we will explore in detail what these four deadly sins are and you know what i might guess but it could easily be that you're doing two of these let's have a look at those and then i will invite you to five elements that we will explore in greater detail in the following sessions here in the power hours where we go through this five key steps that it's going to take for you to be really awesome in doing webinars and online training. So without further ado, let's get into this Power Hour. Hey, and welcome and welcome to this webinar around how to do a professional webinar. I hope you're all tuned in. Specifically, I hope that today you feel extremely safe because in this world today, things are really happening and it is quite unsafe. And that is why safety first. So I hope you really have a safe place. Literally speaking, I hope your families are safe. And um, I would like to welcome you all to this webinar. I hope you all muted yourself or at least made sure that there's no background noises so that I can record it and we can have a dialogue. And um, of course, welcome everybody to this webinar. We are live here out of, well, my studio in Westeros. And I would like to share you those five key elements what you can do specifically when you want to go into doing customer webinars, specifically customer webinars that have a different attraction. Because maybe you've been in the situation that you have had, have been on webinars and you felt like, this is not really the engagement that you would want to have when you're sitting in the classroom. Perhaps you've actually opened another browser and you've been doing things on your, on your phone on the side and I don't know. Webinars are a challenge for, for us and I'm quite sure if you want to have a webinar that is really attractive for your customer, then this might be the opportunity to think a little differently. That is what we want to do today. So first of all, before we really get started with this, I would like to make sure whether you can hear me okay, whether the sound is fine and everything is working. And for that, I would like you to open the chat to your meeting and you can give me some, write in a yes, or you can, 
write everything's fine or write hello into the chat of your of your meeting and you find it if you're on your phone you find it on you know the little little phone diagram right there and I can follow here on my phone I can follow the chat that is happening so I can see it's everything's working fine terrific Alberto Rasmus Abby Oliver terrific thank you very much for your thumbs up um, talking about safety we won't be needing these comfort bags today because you're not sitting in an airplane you have to travel anywhere you're doing this from the comfort of your home which is exactly what the aim is of this because when you want to do a webinar of course you will be sitting in the comfort of your home which means even maybe your customers will be sitting in the comfort of their home and this by itself has a challenge and we will have a look at these challenges step by step so that you can have an engaging webinar with your people. So what really has to change you might be thinking? What, what am I doing today that should be different? Well I'm going to share with you what I call the four sins of presentations because even live presentations when you've been sitting in let's say a presentation room when you've had company managers doing presentations maybe maybe a you know hands-on meeting there are things that you see people do where you in the audience you actually don't realize what is happening but you notice you're losing attention you're talking to your neighbor you might be going to sleep something else might be happen but you're not paying attention to the person doing the presentation. That is why I would like to reveal to you the four sins of presentations so that first of all you're not the one doing these. Now in this case of course we're talking about virtual meetings about webinars which means that technically speaking everything that you do in reality when you put it on the digital channel it becomes amplified. So this means that you're, the four sins that you're doing in a presentation, and we're quite sure you're doing two of those already, those four sins then become four deadly sins of your webinar. And we are here to you know, reboot our perspective of how we want to do webinars and really lift ourselves to a totally different level so that we can give our customers a webinar without that it's going to cost you a fortune without that it's going to engage a huge amount of people and without that it requires a lot of extra work at the end because I've been spending the last two or three years literally figuring out how I can do videos live webinars that convert into videos without any extra work without any extra cost without any extra editing because let's be honest, we don't have that time. When this webinar is finished, I'm going to upload it to Vimeo and I'm going to share the links so you can share it with your colleagues and immediately all of your peers and colleagues can have the benefit of what we're doing right now here. So are we ready? Shall we get into the nitty gritty detail of the four sins of presentations? If you're ready for this, let's get started. So behind me here you can see a screen 
So I'm going to share my presentation here on the screen um, and we're going to go into the details of these four sins. What are the four deadly sins of presentations? The first thing you might realize it's presentations sometimes have got way too much detail. Why is that? Well, I understand your situation because you have been researching everything around your presentation. You are so competent around the topic that you're going to talk about. And typically in that situation, we believe that our audience needs to know everything that we know so that they can come to the same conclusions that we come to and be as competent as we are. Think about that for a moment. It's a great ambition that you want to share everything you know so that everybody becomes as competent as you are. I honor that ambition, but you have to think about that for a moment. Did Alfred Edison really communicate the 999 ways where he failed to do the lamp or only the one way how it really worked? Of course, he's the genius. He's the, you know, the man who knows it all and he could create that, that light bulb. But actually, he didn't communicate anything about the 999 ways how not to do it, only the one way how to do it. So this is one of the challenges that we have and this is where we see lots of presentations overloaded with detail. And you know, too much information, it just turns people off because it got too much detail. It's, we, we can't really focus on the real facts that we need to know so that we as an audience can draw conclusions. And this is the number one sin that we have when we look at presentations. The second thing, I'm not quite sure you have been copying this one. It is at least as deadly as having an overload of information. It is the second one. It is, you know, putting the PowerPoint up on the screen and people look at that PowerPoint and they step back and they think, wait a second, have you posted your speaker notes up on the screen right now? It's got so much text. And then you even find people who turn around and they say, oh, there's a lot of text here at the PowerPoint. Maybe I give you two minutes so that you can read it. Hello? It's a presentation. You're not supposed to read what is on the board. It's, you're supposed to be presenting it. You're supposed to be engaging with it. And you can even see people doing that on webinars. They've got literally their speaker notes on the webinar and they're reading every single word. Send it out in that case. Let people read it themselves and have a little chat afterwards if they have any questions. Putting all the information there, all in one, one block, also has one more disadvantage and one more sin that actually people are doing. They give them these laser pointers. Now that everything is on the screen, what do they do? They show they try to highlight something with a laser pointer. And I have, don't have very good eyesight, but I never see that little red dot. I don't know how about you, but I'm, when I'm even doing presentations, sometimes I'm a little nervous and, and my hand is shaking and I can't even hit the spot smoothly so that the light, the laser light has enough time to, to illuminate that little piece I'm trying to, 
talk about. Putting everything there all in one just has the audience looking around wondering what are supposed to be looking at. And then even you see people when they've got everything on the screen, they start talking about one little thing that is on the top right-hand corner while you're looking at the left and wondering what they're talking about. The same thing happens on the screen as well when you do webinars. Putting everything on the screen there, you have to at least give people guidance what you're talking about if you don't help them graphically what you're doing. So this is sin number two. Number three is we believe that everything that we have to share with people has to be rational, has to be logic. We want to have the facts out there because that is what our business is about. That is what business in general is about. It's about facts. But when you really think about it, how many facts in a day can you remember? At the end of the day, what do you really remember? Which means if your presentation is only about rational content, the facts about what your business is about, your presentation, your tools, the issues that you have with the customers, if it's only rational, it's very hard for people to capture and to understand and remember what you have been talking about. And that is really what you want to achieve. You want the people to remember your presentation. The fourth sin, you see that a lot in presentations. Actually, I hardly see anybody, even professional speakers, I haven't seen anybody really making a difference there. And it's got to do a lot with making that connection to the people. And what I'm talking about is that the connection to the people is totally erratic. I don't mean erotic, <laughs> but sometimes you do have female speakers and I don't want to you know, harass anybody or come across sexist, but sometimes you have female speakers who play on that Note where they're wearing a very short skirt and high heels and even have their blouse sort of unbuttoned lower than it should be. Yes, that also distracts people. And distraction is really the, the big thing here. What you want to avoid is any kind of distraction. You want to create that connection to the people. And the only way you can create connection to the people is literally with eye contact. But what you see people doing in presentations is actually the contrary. You do have those people who look at the back of the screen. You do have those people who look at their notes. And then you have the third type of people. They scan the whole audience with their perspective and they're looking like at everything but nobody. They don't make eye contact with anybody. Now, when you do a webinar, the biggest challenge you have is typically that you don't have the camera on, right? There is no eye contact. You don't see anybody but the screen. And it looks like this. Which means if there's nothing on the screen and there's no eye contact and there's nobody to look at, 
you get distracted very quickly because it's boring. And you have to do something about it to attract the people back into the screen so that they feel that something is really happening there. So what I would like to do with this series of presentations, I would want to dare you to be different. I would want to challenge you to be different. And we will stop here for a moment and take a question break. And I've prepared a question um, which I'm going to post here on the chat. And I'm going to give you um, a few seconds to think about it so that you can answer it in the chat because I would like to have more engagement with you in this webinar because the difference here is this is not a web meeting, right? A web meeting, we would be prepared for a dialogue. A webinar is sort of a one-way communication with occasional dialogue, which I need to control because otherwise the webinar is going to take too long time. So that is why I appreciate the fact that everybody of you, you're muted. And I'm going to post a question here in the chat and you can think about the answers and put, that, put those answers into the chat so that I can be more prepared than the next time when we do um, this webinar and prepare myself for the questions specifically that you have. And this is the question that I'm going to put here. Our question for today, please answer it in the chat. In what way do you plan to use webinars these days? please write it down in the chat because I've had a lot of questions and comments and saying we want to do customer webinars. That's why I put on this series where I'm going to teach you through those steps how you can turn the way you have been seeing webinars in the past, turn it around and really create a webinar that has impact. Okay? So please share with me here in the chat. How do you want to do webinars? Great, here are some answers coming in, I like that. To train Salesforce internally on a visual product. Internal training of field sales, terrific. Future updates on customer success for Seiko Consultancy. Terrific. Keep on posting them. There's no need to stop. I know there are more people here on the, um, on the webinar. So keep on writing the comments. So I'll have another question for you later on. And um, then I'll take that input so that I can prepare much better for the demands that you have. And if you want to then recommend this webinar to some of your colleagues, you're welcome to do that. And maybe tomorrow this time we will be even more. So the point is, um, the point is, I dare you to do something differently. So what do I mean by that? when I want to dare you to do something differently. Oops. First of all, I would like you to take decisions, the D here. I would like you to take conscious decisions around what you want to do on these webinars and specifically what you want to share on these uh, webinars so that you don't fall into the trap of having too much information while you do these things. The second thing, that I would like to share with you is explain how you can create more attention in your webinars, more attraction, so that the people really feel that despite the fact that you're not sitting in the classroom, you still have that level of engagement 
with your people and, and your customers. The third thing that I would like to bring across in this series of webinars is that I would like to create more, yeah, a relationship with your audience to figure out and sh share ways how you can have that interaction despite the fact that you have a webinar. And finally, rather than being erratic and confused, I would, I'm going to share some ways how you can create the energy for the people listening to your webinar so that they really take action. Because after all, you're putting a webinar out there, even if you think that you're sharing information like, um, yeah, future updates around customer successes on SQL Consultancy. Even if you're thinking you're going to share information, at the end of this information, you're expecting action. You're expecting something to happen. Which means that you want to be clear around at the end that there's enough energy that people want to take action and they don't sit there and think, oh, thank goodness, the meeting, the webinar is over. It has to finish at the top, right? That's what we want to achieve. So, I'm going to turn and move now into what I have on offer for you. And for this, I could go into the office. This is literally where we would be if we were doing this live, but I'm here in my studio. This means here in the background, it's literally a green screen. I'm sitting here behind, standing here behind my desk doing this presentation and at the end of these sessions, I'm going to share with you exactly what that looks like so that you can take your team's environment or the tools that you want to have and you can replicate pretty much what I'm doing here. How does that sound? Does that sound like an ambition that you would like to have? So give me some thumbs up, give me a yes or a number one. Terrific, I can see it coming there. My sound is sort of my chat screen is, is down there. I can see it here, new messages coming in. Terrific. Good. Thank you. So that's what we want to do so that you can do something similar like here using your team's environment. Now, you won't be able, maybe you won't have a green screen, but I will share with you what it would take because not so much really, and it is not so costly. So let's get started. So, this is what I have at offer for you right now. I've got six steps and we're at step number one where we're talking about getting prepared. So why is prepare so important? Well, yes, you do get prepared for your, for your presentation. You've got your PowerPoints, you know what you're going to say. But literally speaking, the situation has changed. Because A, you're not going out to your customer, right? You're sitting at your home office in the office, on your own, at your best. Because social distancing is the thing that we're doing right now. And that is why the urgency for doing webinars has, you know, I, not even quadrupled. I don't know where the factor is, but already Facebook is struggling with all the Facebook lives that are going out there. So the first thing is prepare. But why is prepare so important? In the past, when you wanted to do a webinar, Maybe you had the opportunity that somebody could assist you. Maybe you could even have a cameraman or you were in a studio, which was everything was equipped and everything was working. 
Now, you're on your own. Here, in this office right now, behind my desk, I'm on my own. And this is what I'm going to share with you, how you can do these things and stay in control and be on your own when you do this without extra cost, without extra personnel, without extra a huge amount of editing time afterwards. So you don't, so the feeling of how am I going to do this? How am I going to be, do something that is really cool for our customers so that they feel that we are at a professional level and we're not doing it like everybody else. That is where we need to be prepared. And this week, I'm going to prepare you so that you can do webinars with your customers that stand out, so that you stand out. What does this mean? First of all, we're going to talk about the technology that you need. Because while you are the master for the, your content, what really happens is that when you've got all this equipment around you, when you've got the situation in front of you, when you're all of a sudden you're trying to do, you know, a selfie, um, or you want to do a Facebook Live or whatever, all of a sudden you're overwhelmed about what is happening around you and you cannot have your head clear to say what you need to say. So we're going to first step, and we're going to do that in the next step, we're going to talk about, well, how, how can you master and control the technology that you have, what you have to think about so that you can clear your head and focus on the message. That's the first thing that we're going to do. The second thing that we're going to do, once we have done that, is I'm going to share with you the steps of a webinar so that you don't come across like somebody who's selling. In fact, you would want to be very careful not to sell. Because as soon as you start selling something, you know what happens? You know when you look at on videos on, on LinkedIn or on Facebook or on YouTube and you realize somebody's trying to sell something to you? What do you do? You go swish and it's gone. Or on the computer you go click and it's gone. Because you're, you're, you're very sensitive not to be sold something. It's good that you want something, you want to be better, you want to change your way of doing it, you want to buy something, but as soon as we feel somebody's trying to push something onto you, so it's trying to sell something, our, as I call it, our bullshit filter goes up. And we've got a very, very sensitive one. So we want to have a program, a way, sequence, steps, phases of this webinar so that we can educate our people. Right? Because that is what a lot of these webinars are about. They are about education. Because when I educate the people, Hopefully, they will have a different level of information afterwards. They will be able to do things differently. And since we are helping them to be more educated, they'll come back to us and ask for more. And this way, we're creating a relationship. And the relationship that we are creating is a relationship where we actually show that we care about the other people. And by care, I mean really caring about them. Because this is the challenge that we have right now. We're all in that situation. We're all together in this situation where we want to make the best of it. So my message is not really important. 
it is much more important what you can do with what I'm sharing with you. That is why we'll have to build in certain steps so that we can be sure that we really care about our audience, that we really build in the feeling that this is for them, because this is not what I'm doing here. It's not complicated. I, it, is, it is true that I've spent three years figuring out how this works. But I'm going to share the essential points with you so that you can do it by the end of the week. Because I've, I've been spending, the last three years, I've been spending really a lot of my own money and my own time learning this. Because somewhere I felt that this is going to be the most important step for us into the future. Now, unfortunately, this whole situation with the virus is just, you know, just putting petrol onto the fire. It's just exploding. It's just going crazy. That's why we all need this competence right now. What I'm also going to share with you are the deliberate steps how you can create engagement with your team. Because that's what we're going to do right now, because I'm going to, I would like to know also with what I'm sharing, I would like to know what are then the challenges that you have in this. Because you're all coming from a different level, from a different level of experience, different customers, different expectations, different target groups. So I've got a second question, which I would like to put here in the chat. And I would like you to answer that one. Because this one specifically is then going to help me to prepare the remaining parts of, of these webinars. And the question is, what is the biggest challenge with the webinars that you'd like to learn to overcome? Think about that for a moment. What is the biggest challenge that you would like to learn and overcome concerning webinars? So we will go through in a specific session, we will go through how can you engage and have an element of engagement with the customers. Okay, so that we can keep their intention because literally speaking, when you're in the classroom, you see where they are, but how can you do that in a webinar? What can you do there deliberately to have an interaction? So let's see what we have. Keep attention, clarity of message, keep it engaging and interactive enough um, with questions being answered. Participation, gorging audience interest without eye contact. Terrific. Let me ask you another following question here, just off the cuff. Is this what I'm sharing right now? Is this going to be interesting for you? Is that going to help you? If we talk about how to clear your mind, how to have a sequence in a webinar that's going to educate your people, how we can build the caring factor into it, how can we build a factor of engagement into it. Is that going to help you in the challenges that you have right now? You can answer that in the chat. Just going to check here. Terrific. I'm getting yeses here. It should, definitely helps. Thank you very much. In the final step, I'm going to share with you a, a method for aid. And I don't mean first aid, but a method to aid 
so that um, to aid your webinar, so that your webinar gets assistance to be successful. Because as much as you have the confidence that your webinar is going to be amazing, and I have the confidence in, in you that after these steps, your webinar is going to be amazing, nobody else knows. Until after the webinar, right? So, we have to have something in front of that webinar, some communication, some message, some marketing in front of that, that, um, that webinar to make it more attractive for people. And that's what we're going to talk, to talk about then. So what I'm going to offer you right now is that from today onwards, this is where we were, step number one, I'm going to offer you five specific steps in a short webinar like we're having today at the same time for the next five days. So if you show up on these five days, you will have the first webinar around how can you create, how can you clear your mind and be in control of your technology around you. You're going to have a sequence of steps so that your message that you're going to share with your, whether it's your colleagues, your peers, or your customers, it's more about education in a specific way. It's more than just sharing information. It's really helping them. I'm going to share elements so that you can care around this message and find a way to build an element of engagement in your webinar. And finally, in the last step, we're going to look at the process, you know, the steps, how we can put something in front of the webinar to make it more attractive for people to, to join the webinar. Because let's face it, if we're inside our company and we send out an email, there might be a manager saying, you have to go and do this one, you have to go and do that one. But when we share this with customers, it is up to them to take that decision. So you have to make it attractive upfront without spilling all the beans, as people say, yeah? sharing all the good stuff up front. That's what we're going to have a look at. And for those of you who are specifically interested, I'm going to add in a bonus on day seven, which I didn't put here, because we can talk through exactly the settings in Teams so that you can invite customers who even don't have Teams on their computer, because that is what I did here on my private phone. That is how I'm reading the chat that you are having here on my phone, because I am, as a private person, I registered myself into this Teams meeting so that I could follow at least the chat and have it here right in front of me so that I can read what you are posting. This brings us to the end of our podcast here. I hope you enjoyed it. And in our next five sessions, we will expand further around the five key things that you need to know so that you can make an awesome online training, an awesome webinar with your peer group and stakeholders the next time. So watch out for the next publication on the podcast here as a power hour.